Hello, mamas. Laurie here, and today I'm sharing the second half of my birth story. Enjoy. Hey, mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with physio Laura. Hello, mamas, and welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. Today's episode picks up where we left off in sharing the second half of my birth story. So this episode begins from the pushing phase right through to the events that occurred after my birth. So this is episode three of seven in my pregnancy and birth podcast series. And if you haven't already listened to the first two episodes, you should definitely go and listen to them before today's episode. Because in the first episode, I explain my pregnancy journey, which then gives context to my birth story. And in the second episode, I explain the first half of my birth story. So definitely go catch up on those. Otherwise, this episode really won't make much sense to you. Now, in today's episode, I share my experience of the pushing phase of birth and how it wasn't exactly what I expected. I also get a little teary when I'm talking about the moment I met my daughter, and I certainly wasn't expecting to get emotional when I recorded this, but obviously there were still some emotions I needed to release. Now, coming up in this series, I'll also be sharing how I was recovering in the first two weeks after birth and then what my postpartum journey looked like up until the six-week mark. I'll also be answering all your questions about postpartum recovery, including what exercise I was doing, how my pelvic floor felt, the differences in my recovery between a C-section and a vaginal delivery, and so much more. And then my final episode is all about transitioning to a family with three children and my top tips and advice on what's helped me make that a smooth transition. Now, if you want to binge listen to all of these episodes at once, this entire podcast series is all live right now inside my online program, The Pregnancy Posse. So if you'd love to listen to this entire series rather than waiting for future episodes to come out, then please go and check out The Pregnancy Posse. When you join the posse, you'll also get access to weekly pregnancy safe workouts tailored to your exact week of pregnancy. I also do a weekly Q&A session where I answer all of your questions from my amazing posse members. There's a wonderful community forum and an extensive resources library, which answers all of your pregnancy questions. Now, I would love to help you have a healthy, active, pain-free pregnancy. So just head over to thepregnancyposse.com to see what the Pregnancy Posse is all about and to trial it for seven days. Now, let's get into episode three of this seven-part pregnancy and birth series, chatting all about the second half of my birth story. Enjoy! So I labored in the water between side lie and being on my knees leaning over the edge. And then during, a, during one of my contractions, I just stood bolt upright. I just instinctively stood bolt upright and I thought that was interesting. And turns out this was the start of my pushing phase. So I only know from the photos in my camera roll what the time frame was, but roughly this was about, she was born at 2.30 that day. And um, I think I stood bolt upright at about 1 or 1.30. My pushing phase ended up being about 45 minutes. So I stood butt upright and I started having some contractions and I started wanting to squat. So I wanted to like really squat down in a standing position, squat down into it. And I was holding onto my husband and I wanted him to be like this steady tree, like a, an immovable object that I could just pull on. If you can visualize that, like I, I'd probably share the pictures, but they're all really real nudie pics. <laughs> I probably won't share these ones, but... Um, that was another thing. I thought I would labor in like a pretty lacy black bra or something. <laughs> Full naked. <laughs> uh, 
I was like, who? I don't want to wear a bra at a birth pool. No, I get everything off. So all my pictures are, are nudie pics. <laughs> so I, I was pulling on him with all my might. And the poor guy, <laughs> like I was a good 90 kilos or so. And he said that was the strongest he had ever felt me. Like I was so strong and I was bearing down. I was pulling on him. And God forbid if he collapsed in any way, shape or form, I would scream at him, stop collapsing, stop, stand upright. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm trying. And it was in this phase of my labor where I was squatting down, bearing down, pulling on him, um, trying to counteract that pressure that I bit him. Oh God. So I was just feeling like that. I had this, you know, like power and this like, oh, I just need to get it out. And that resulted in me biting him and I didn't mean it. And it just came out, but right next to his nipple, like I'm talking five centimeters from his nipple, I gave him a really good bite as I was pulling down and (laughs) I felt really bad. But at the same time, I needed to bite something. So it was either going to be him or a towel or something. And he was just the closest thing to me. (laughs) So... Oh, I'm sure there's a million stories about people getting injured in labor, but it was just this primal reaction. I needed to grip my teeth on something. And then I started to feel this overwhelming sense to bear down. And that was the first time I think I truly acknowledged, oh, wow, I'm going to have a baby today. And that gave me a real boost of energy and a real boost of adrenaline because I finally could see some light at the end of the tunnel. And I could see that, okay, we're in the afternoon, it's lunchtime, my baby is going to be born today. It's not going to take another eight hours, surely. So I started to feel better. I started to feel a bit of excitement. I started to feel like good energy. I wasn't questioning anymore. When is this going to happen? How long? I wasn't feeling sorry for myself. I was actually starting to feel excited. Now with the bearing down, like I said, I imagined it would be like doing a poo. And it was not at all like that for me. So I never questioned am I doing a poo or am I having a baby and maybe that's because of my knowledge of birth and anatomy and all of that but what it did feel like is when you do a vomit and you heave and it's just that like primal abdominal contraction you can't control it it was like that times 100 million energy force power of it like I've never had that sort of energy and that power And it wasn't in my control, not in an out of control sort of way, but just in it. I wasn't trying to force it. I wasn't trying to have that power or that pressure. It was just happening. And that was great. So I was like, oh, fantastic. This baby is moving down. Now, I don't know how long that went on for, but like I said, the total, according to my camera roll, was about an hour or so. So I think the actual pushing phase was maybe 45 minutes. Um, It wasn't very long, um, which was great. So I did that in standing for a little bit and then I felt the need to drop to my knees. So I got on my knees in the pool and I continued to have those really forceful bearing down contractions. And by this stage, I think my husband, because of the (laughs) spillage of water issue, (laughs) he got, um, he sat on a chair and put his feet in the water. So he was like over the edge and then I leant on his knees and I don't know how I didn't stretch or break his clothing because I was gripping on for dear life when I was getting the contraction and that bearing down pressure, like, oh, the amount of force I was putting through my hands and trying to pull was pretty intense. So we did that. And then I felt the ring of fire and I thought, ah, oh, amazing. Like there is an actual human child 
about to come out. This is incredible. And the Ring of Fire for me didn't feel as intense as I expected. So I was aware of it, but it wasn't a overly intense, burning, uncomfortable sensation. It was just, oh, okay, I can feel there's a stretch there, but I didn't find it sore or terribly uncomfortable. It was just an awareness. And so then I thought the rest would be easy. So I thought once the Ring of Fire happened that you know, the slippery fish baby would just jump on out. But it was a little bit tougher than that in terms of I still had to really work to get bubs out. She was a big girl. <laughs> um, so then at this stage, I was trying to bear down as if I was doing a poo. So I was trying to channel that energy. That was how I was bearing down. But again, it was happening instinctually. I wasn't forcing it. So I was only ever just encouraging it when I was having a contraction. I wasn't forcing something that wasn't there. I was only ever bearing down when I was having a contraction. And I was just trying to direct, I guess, the the angle of the contraction. I just was trying to direct it towards my bottom as if I was about to do a poo. That's just what I was going with. And it was effective and it was working so I, I think I did try to reach inside to see if I could feel a head occasionally. But to be honest, I thought I would be excited to do that, but it actually just felt quite annoying. I just wanted it to be um, done. I, was, I didn't really care to feel if baby was there or not because I knew that she was coming. And I did have video footage of me saying like, come on, come on, come on, just come out. <laughs> and not because I was in pain or I think I just... I was so close and I just wanted to hit that finish line. I wanted to meet my baby and I think I was just being impatient. So the one thing my doula had said is that once the head comes out, just try and slow it down if you can. So um, the idea behind that is that sometimes you can get that overwhelming urge to then just want to push the body out and we wanted to protect the perineum and make sure that we didn't tear. So I was aware of that. In in saying that, in the end, I didn't really need to slow it down because my body just did it well. But um the head then came out and that was incredible. So it still felt really surreal, but there was just something about the head being out that was amazing. It was like, oh, I, I can't describe it. it. It was, can't really put it into words, but that felt amazing. And then I was conscious of not then rushing the next bit. So I was, I think, doing some panting, but for the most part, my body didn't go too fast for this phase anyway. So then I could feel that I need to put a little bit of effort in to get the shoulders out. And then once those shoulders came out, it was that typical slippery fish (laughs) baby came out into the water. I was on my knees, so she came out in front of me and I grabbed her, I put her up onto my chest and then I flipped over. So then I was uh, sitting uh, against the birth pool with her on my chest and it was amazing. So I have this beautiful video of this part and uh, it makes me cry just watching it. But I was relieved. I think honestly, that was my number one emotion. I was in love. I was, I had it was disbelief. I can't believe I did that. I was in awe. I can't believe my baby's here. I can't believe my body did that. Like what a big three days. Oh my God, she's here. Wow, what a journey. This whole thing has culminated in this. I'm in my living room. I just gave birth to my beautiful baby girl in my living room, in the water. What? I trusted myself. I can't believe this has happened. It was just so much running through my head, but relief was definitely a big one and love and just magic 
And I checked, obviously, I didn't know the sex at that stage, but I checked and I said, oh my God, it's a little baby girl. I was crying, my husband was crying and the video, what I kept saying in this video was, we have a baby and I love you, I love you, I love you. They were sort of the phrases I was saying over and over and I'm feeling emotional just thinking about that video. I've got like goosebumps. It was just like, I I don't, I wish I could bottle that moment up. It was just, I'm going to get emotional actually. Um, It was just amazing. And I was just on the biggest high and I was just in bliss like that oxytocin was pumping (laughs) and I just couldn't believe that we had done it and it had happened, you know, so many people had made me feel like I couldn't ever have a vaginal delivery. I had felt like my body was broken and that I couldn't do it and it just felt incredible to be able to have trusted myself and shown myself that I could do it and trusted my baby and you know thinking back to when I was 10 weeks and I had that feeling of like oh you know I think I can't walk into a surgery I need to do this differently and then that was the conclusion it was amazing so oh yeah I wish I could bottle that up so that was my birth and it was incredible And then the after bit probably didn't go as smoothly as I had predicted, but it was fine and it was perfect and it all worked out exactly as it was meant to. So what happened then is we couldn't quite visualize how she was coming out because I was really low in the birth pool. But what we think is that she presented what we call compound where her hand is next to her head because I did get a little bit of a tear. So there was some blood and some bleeding after birth and... Uh, we thought we'll get the placenta out and see um, if that slows down the bleeding. Otherwise, we'll call the ambulance, we'll go to hospital. And I was totally fine with that. Like I said, I was on a high. I was blissed out with oxytocin. I felt amazing. So then um, the placenta came out really easy. So I think I was in the pool for about 10 minutes just having cuddles and skin on skin and she pooed all over me. I was covered in meconium. And we said, let's get out of the pool, let's birth the placenta and let's see where this bleeding is. So I stood up and I just squatted down over a bowl in the pool and just um, had one contraction and the placenta came out. So that was touch wood, really easy, came out and it was all great. Um, Everything was fine. So we kept her connected. We wanted to do delayed cord clamping anyway. So there was no rush for that. And I got out of the pool and I sat on a chair And we decided to call the ambulance because uh, the bleeding was more than any of us had expected. And my doula, um, who has seen a lot of natural birth and normal birth, uh, knew that this was not normal. So we thought, that's fine. Let's call the ambulance. So the ambulance came. And again, I was still blissed out. I had no qualms about calling them or needing to transfer. I was not worried at all. But obviously there was an issue and we needed to sort it out and... Um, I remember just, I was starving. So I had not eaten for like two days and those natural confectionery steaks I was telling you about. I just, I said to my doula, I'm finishing that packet before the ambulance comes. I am, give them all to me. So at one stage I was laughing. The ambulance were coming. I had like, I swear, four snakes in my mouth, just trying to gobble them all up. 
baby was on the breast. I was just like high on life, just like mouthful of snakes trying to eat as much as I could before I got whisked away. So there was no rush with the ambulance because I looked well. Um, I didn't look pale. I wasn't feeling dizzy. So we were taking, you know, um, not taking our time, but it wasn't an emergency. It wasn't like a, oh, we've got to go now. Da, 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 da. It was just like, okay, let's sort this all out. We cut the cord and my husband did that. That was beautiful. And we were just starting to get ready to transfer to hospital. And I remember thinking, can I have a shower? Because I was covered. I looked like a massacre. I was covered in blood. I was covered in meconium. I looked so dirty. And it's funny what you care about. And I just said to them, look, do you reckon I could have a quick shower? And I think everyone, like there's four of us in the room, two Ambos, my husband, my doula, and they looked at me and they were like, who cares what you look like, girlfriend? Like, go to the friggin' hospital. And I just cared about cleaning myself. Anyway, so I put a dressing gown on, obviously cared less about the meconium and the blood on me. And um, we were getting ready to go and... I said, I just need to wash my hands. Like my hands have meconium all over them. I was like, I can't go looking like this. Like I have some standards. (laughs) So they let me wash my hands. And I'm about to go out the door. And I remember saying to my husband, hey, did you get that peanut butter ball earlier? It's like one of my favorite balls from a cafe down the road. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, can you throw it to me? Because I'm starving. (laughs) So I'm about to go out the door with this ambulance. And here I am like... My husband's like lobbing a peanut butter ball to me. I'm tucking it in my pocket. <laughs> it's just funny the things you care about. I felt fine, uh, which obviously made a big difference. I was in high spirits and I physically felt really well. I wasn't dizzy or feeling off. So I get in the ambulance and um, chatting to the ambulance driver. I had Luca on my chest and um, he was explaining like, um, we'd normally put oxygen on you, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. I said, can I just have my peanut butter ball first? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 of, of course. Like, you just labor for three days. Like, have your peanut butter ball. <laughs> so I'm sitting in the ambulance, like, chomping down on this peanut butter ball, having a chat about, you know, like, his life and my life. And <laughs> it's just funny. Anyway, we transferred to hospital. It was... Um, it was really wonderful. I wasn't sure what to expect. It was a little bit overwhelming at one stage because they were trying to identify where the bleeding was coming from. So a lot of people, it started with just me and a midwife, um, but then a lot of people came into the room once we realized that I was losing a fair amount of blood. And that was a bit overwhelming because, you know, you go from this intimate, beautiful home birth environment with two other people to 16 people in the room asking you questions, asking for consent. And I did get a bit teary because I, not because I was upset to be there or anything like that. Like I knew I needed to be there and it was the right place for me to be, but more that I felt overwhelmed. Fair enough. (laughs) And I knew that they had to do what they had to do because they were concerned. Long story short, the bleeding was not coming from my um, womb. So that was good. That was really good news. My placenta was fine and it all come out fine. And the bleeding was coming from an internal vaginal tear that I had. And so like I was saying before about her coming out with her hand, that's because we couldn't visualize it, but that's the best explanation we could come up with as to why I would have had that internal tear. So she was four kilos. My first vaginal delivery in touch with my perineum was intact, which people I think found quite surprising. So no perineal tears whatsoever, but I had this internal vaginal tear. Now, because the vagina is so vascular, it's a lot of blood vessels. I was losing a lot of blood from that tear. So 
Um, it needed to be repaired surgically. Um, so I went under a general, which I agreed to over a spinal. They felt a general was going to be better anyway in terms of risk. And um, to be honest, I didn't really want to be awake while I was up in stirrups getting um, repaired. And I was exhausted. So part of me was like, you know what? I could go a really good nap right now. <laughs> so I, um, it was only a half an hour or so surgery. So I wasn't away from my husband or Luca for very long. And I felt fine anyway. We'd had a feed. We'd had this beautiful skin on skin for probably, I think my surgery was about two and a half hours after she was delivered. So we'd had two and a half hours. She hadn't left my side and I went and had surgery and it was all repaired and it was fine. I stayed 24 hours in hospital and it was a beautiful experience. Apart from hospital food was crap. (laughs) That was so underwhelming. (laughs) But apart from that, it was a beautiful experience. My recovery was very straightforward. Um, Once they repaired the tear, the bleeding obviously stopped. So they weren't concerned anymore. Um, They just wanted to monitor me to make sure I wasn't dizzy and um, didn't, feel any effects of the blood loss um but touch wood the whole time I had good color um and I felt really good given I had lost quite a lot of blood so I remember a doctor coming in the next morning and she said how are you feeling and I said great (laughs) because truly I felt great like I wasn't in labor anymore and I'd had this amazing empowering birth experience I had this beautiful baby girl next to me and I'd eaten and I'd had some sleep and I truly felt really good. And she looked at me and she said, how are you really feeling? And I said, no, truly, I feel really good. Because I think they were surprised um, given the amount of blood I had lost. I think they they were surprised that whilst on paper, I, sh- I should have looked different. Clinically, I looked great and I felt good. So I was very fortunate that that was all fairly straightforward. And then I came home and... That was my experience and I'll, I will talk a little bit more about postpartum recovery and that in a separate episode but oh it, it feels really good to have shared that um, breastfeeding yeah went really well and she latched on pretty good I'll talk about that in a separate episode as well but I think that is mostly everything I want to share from the pregnancy and the birth story I'm sure I've forgotten things I'll probably do a Q&A follow-up to answer any extra questions but I didn't expect to cry in there so that was interesting but there's something really cathartic about sharing this something really practical about sharing this too because in her birth book I plan on writing for the birth story refer to podcast (laughs) so when she's 18 and she wants to listen to her birth story she can come back and listen to this um so it's a really practical way to record all the details I know that all the details do get lost very quickly. So I know I want to record this before my memory starts to haze and I forget about all the details. But look, overall, the conclusion was this was not the pregnancy or birth I thought I was going to have. Not even close. But I think it's exactly the pregnancy and birth I needed to have. And I learned so many lessons. It was the ultimate personal growth and transformation experience for me. Um, it is... I I truly feel like a different person. I feel like a different mother. I I feel so lucky to have had the experience that I had. Um, And I I just, I I feel very blessed and I feel very fortunate to have been able to go through this journey. Whilst it had many a down, it had so many ups. And like I said, I truly believe everything happens for a reason. I think every 
little fork in the road that happened along the way. It certainly wasn't a smooth journey. It wasn't a linear journey. It was all over the shop, but I think it all happened for a reason. And it's my story. And I hope you enjoyed listening. And um, yeah, I will follow it up with a postpartum uh, recovery section and let you all know how that's going. But for anyone who's stuck around (laughs) and listened to this whole thing, if you're a birth junkie like me, Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me, you know, share and get it off my chest and have a little cry and talk through it all. And yeah, thank you for being here. Hey, mamas, Laura here. And I really hope you enjoyed the finale of my birth story. It truly was such a special time for me and my daughter and one that I look back on so fondly. That moment of meeting her was so hard to describe, but one I feel so deeply in my bones and I hope I never forget what that moment felt like. Now, if you enjoyed the episode or resonated with anything I shared, I would love to hear from you over on my socials at PhysioLaura and I'd love to know what feelings and emotions you had when you first met your baby. In the next few episodes in my pregnancy and birth series, I'll be sharing what exercises I'm doing to recover after birth, how I'm feeling emotionally, my practical tips and tricks to help manage the day-to-day juggles with a family of three kids and so much more. Now, if you haven't already, please do subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes in this podcast series. And remember, if you love today's episode and you want to binge listen to all the future episodes in this series, this entire podcast series is now live inside my online program, The Pregnancy Posse. Inside the Pregnancy Posse, you'll also find our weekly guided pregnancy workouts and extensive resources library on birth preparation, pelvic floor exercises and managing pregnancy pains and injuries, plus a wonderful community forum and weekly Q&A sessions with me. Now, I would love to help you have a wonderful pregnancy, birth and postnatal experience. So just visit thepregnancyposse.com to see what the Pregnancy Posse is all about and to trial it for seven days. Now, I will catch you soon for episode four in this seven-part pregnancy and birth series where I'll be sharing what I did in the first two weeks after birth to aid my recovery and transition smoothly to a family with three kids. Until then, mamas, sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes and enjoy the incredible journey that is pregnancy.